0: How many of you want to do something great in these last days? Amen. Amen. How many of you want to be used by God? Amen. You want to be used by God. Be used by God. I. You know I. I think I think about it all the time. I. I just don't want to fly by this earth. Amen. I just don't want to. Just. Well, there he was. He's a good guy. And then. And then that's it. If if I do leave anytime soon, which I'm not planning on, but if I do go to heaven, I I at least want to know that some people were impacted by my life, amen, (laughs) so I don't want to waste my life, I don't want to waste my time, my minutes, my days, and not bring an impact to people, and ultimately, ultimately, my goal in life, and, and and it's funny because you got all these goals, you got all these goals in your life that you you have set because you know I want to I want to be known for this, I want to be known for that. How many how many of you guys been there? Amen. And forget yet the 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 more mature, mature <laughs> that that I've become, I'm just I just sometimes just throw it when I'm in that place. I just. I just throw it all down and say, Lord, if they can only see Jesus in my life, that would be worth it all. Above building buildings, uh, uh, starting churches, doing anything that has ever crossed my mind, doing camps and revivals and preaching in the streets, doing everything in my life. If there's anything said about me, if I ever do, for some reason, die, amen, before the rapture of the church, if I ever die, I want people to say this about me, I saw Jesus in that man right there. I saw Jesus in that man, amen? That's what I want. And how many of you guys desire that, amen? I know we got goals. We want to do different things. And, and, but how many of you guys, ultimately, you, you just want people to see Jesus in you, amen? You, wanna, you, you want people to see that in you, to see Jesus. You want to you wanna have everything that embodies Christ flowing through your life, Amen. And and that's what I pray, Father. We thank you today. We praise you for your word. Thank you. Come on, how many of you guys love this wonderful worship? Amen. Listen, we have a good place to be, amen. Because we got some good music, amen. How many of you guys? You you, you got to have good music and good word, amen. Good music and some good preaching. How many of you know we got both here in the house, amen? We got some good preaching. So thank you, Pastor, for allowing me tonight to preach. And and what a time to preach to stand behind this pulpit, uh because you know of all the craziness that is happening in 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 our in our planet amen there's some crazy things that are that are happening in and, and what a time to stand behind this pulpit to preach and, and just to minister and this that's what I want to do here today just for a few moments I want to look at a couple of scriptures and just bring out a couple of uh, verses a couple of throw some words out out there kind of remind you of what's happening to your what's happening in your life and then what I think that God is
1: going to do in these couple of uh, uh a couple of years that I I mean you got to believe that Christ is coming back. Amen. And so so but, but but he's not coming back on Monday. He's not coming back tomorrow. How many of you know that that is true too? Oh okay. Come on somebody. Come on somebody. Do you really think that we've accomplished everything that we need to do? Pastor needs to get married. <laughs> Come on, somebody, we have not done everything. I don't believe it. We have not done everything that the church needs to do. We have not done that.
0: We have not harvested a right harvest. We see thousands of people running to church, but we are so more disconnected from God and the Creator more than ever before. We are so disconnected from God, and and we are so far from God we, we, it's beautiful, we got the music, we got the lights, we got it all down, we, we, we become professional Christians, but yet our lives have dwindled down to a dim of glimmer in this world, and I like what Rod Parsley said, because the world has been telling the, the, a lie well, while the church has been telling the truth very badly, and that's what we've done for the last 20 years, and it's time to get back to, to the, on fire, come on somebody, I'm, I'm I know I'm going back to some, some normal preaching, but that's why we got the generation that we got. I'm not blaming it on our, on our president, though, uh, come on, somebody, just stay, stay in the Word. I'm just going to stay in the Word, okay? Because if judgment is going to begin in the house, I mean, if judgment is going to take place on this earth, let it begin in the house of God, amen. If there's going to be a a revival, there's going to be a move of God, if if there's going to be any significant impact in our world, it's only going to come from the church. So when I say the church tonight, I'm meaning you.
1: Write that down on your notes. (laughs) When he says church, because I'm going to throw that word around a lot. Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a couple of scriptures to you. Ephesians chapter 2. I, I love this letter. If you've ever read the book of Ephesians, it's, it's full of um, this some interesting, interesting uh, knowledge and, and wisdom and understanding of God. And it, is, it holds so much to the betterment of your Christian experience and you walk with God. Amen. So the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 through verse 5. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 through verse 5 and I'm going to be reading if you don't mind out of the New Living Translation. I think it's up there it's going to be in the uh, King James it might be different in wording but yet it still holds the same uh, message. Amen. Uh Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 through 5 once once you were dead
0: because of your disobedience and your many sins you used to live in sin just like the world
1: obeying the devil the commander
0: of the powers in the unseen of the unseen world he is the spirit at work he is the Spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey
1: God. All of us, watch this, used to live that way. All of us used to live that way. Following
0: the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature, By our very nature, we were subject
1: to God's anger. Just like everyone else. But here's the good news, verse 5. But God, excuse me, verse 4.
0: But God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much. That even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. And it is only by God's grace that you have been saved. And it is only by his grace that you have
1: been saved. Father, help me tonight in the name of Jesus.
0: So here's Paul writing to the the Ephesian people. He's on his way to Rome. He's on his way to death. And he's writing a couple of letters and he is probably searching deep within his heart to, 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 because it's his last words. It's something that he is going to leave behind and he has to make sure that whatever it is, it is detailed and and there is no no question about anything because he ain't going to be able to answer any questions. So he's on his way to Rome and now this apostle, the father of their faith, as a matter of fact, uh, Paul has spent seven years in Ephesus building this great church. Seven years of toiling and working, and and laboring with them together, and and there in the uh, center of this uh, great city, laid laid uh, a great goddess by the name of Diana. There was this great temple, and there upon the temple was done some crazy, I'll just, I'll just say it, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff happened at Ephesus. And Paul knows that the culture in which his children or his sons and daughters of the faith uh, are, are stuck in this and he, he, he's writing to them with somewhat of concern. Because he's afraid that what is happening around them will be greater than what's happening inside of them.
1: That's what's wrong with the church.
0: Everybody's coming out of the closet except the church. Come on, somebody. Everybody wants the rights, and it seems, do you know that the church has rights too? Do you know that we have right? We have legal rights. We are anointed. We got the Holy Spirit. We got the power. We got God. We have the Holy Spirit within us to live out the lives that God has asked us to live. And so here's Paul writing to the Ephesians, and and he's writing to them because he is concerned that the culture in which they're living in, and the the culture that they have been raised from death to life will overcome them once again. He's gone. And so Paul is very concerned, and he's writing to them. And and this is a guy that, you know, at one time, I, I I didn't really like Paul.
1: I didn't like Paul because Paul was like a super apostle, you know.
0: I looked at Paul and I'm thinking, Man, does this guy ever struggle? Does this guy ever go through through anything? And and, and how many of you guys when you read the you know you read the Bible, you 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 can relate more to Peter. You're more like Peter that <laughs> you can relate more to Peter or to some of the other apostles and I always wanted to be like Paul, but but I said, No, why? I said, Lord, I want to be like Paul, but but I act like Peter. I act like Peter. And so I've been doing some just some studies here in the last couple of months, in, the, in about maybe a year or so on the life of Paul. And I like I like Paul because Paul here has a compassion for the church that that he is willing to die for. He's he's willing to sacrifice everything. For, for the gospel, everything for the experience that he had in Damascus. And when you read about Paul, you see it through his whole uh, gospel, through his writings about that great light. He talks about that great light, that great experience that he had. And, 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 and it was so undeniable that when, when, when he writes, he talks about this great light, this great revelation, this great illumination that he had about Jesus Christ. So he is passionate about his relationship. He is passionate about his his, uh, uh, life with God to, to the point that it's not only in him to live that life, but he wants to transcend it to others.
1: Now he is facing Caesar by the command of the Holy Spirit. He says, you will face Caesar. He's on his way over there. He's on his ship. You read it, the book of Acts, chapter 27. He's on over there. And somewhere in between there and, and 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 Rome, he writes this letter. And he says this to them. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, he says,
0: And you he quickened that were dead in trespasses and sin. He said, I I I'm gonna write to you because. Now, now get this, he's not writing to unbelievers, he's writing to believers.
1: Paul is writing not to people that, that are going to be saved, he's writing to people that are saved out there. People that have the revelation and
0: illumination of who Jesus Christ is. He labored with them seven years. And now he is writing. He's saying, listen, you were dead. And he has quickened you who were dead in trespasses and sin. And this is very interesting because if you are going to stay firm and you walk with God, you've got to know where you were. Come on somebody, some of you guys forgotten what God has done in your life and you've got to remember today what God has done in your life and if God did it for you, God can do it for someone else.
1: And Paul is reminding them and he's
0: telling them, he says, listen, he quickened you. In other words, you were dead in your trespasses and your, and your sins and this is very interesting because it goes into the dealings of grace. <laughs> You were not just dead, he says, you were dead in trespasses. You were not just dead, you were also dead in trespass and sin. Dead in your trespasses and sin. And here Paul is, is, is using these two words, not, not as, as two categories of two sins, but to emphasize or to uh, exemplify the depthness of their sin and the deadness of their spiritual life. And he uses these two words, trespass
1: and sin. And what Paul is saying, he's saying, not only were
0: you missing the mark, because that's easy. Sin is missing the mark, he says, but you were in trespass. You were dead. In other words, not only, here's God, here's God. He said, not only were you missing the mark, he says, you veered off. He said, but you were also going down. Because that's what sin and trespass does. That's what sin does. Sin takes you away from God. That's what, that's what sin does. Sin gets you cold in spirit and cold in nature. And now and, 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 in other words, to have passion for God and fire from God, that's what sin does. Sin gets it cold in your heart and cold in your spirit and the Bible says that the last days, listen listen. the trouble of the church is cold hearts and that's what Jesus said in the last days people will be offended because of cold hearts and we gotta know and we gotta understand that if we're gonna stay on the goal and we're gonna revolutionize this world and we're gonna do an impact in this city it's not gonna be by picket signs and marches and it's going to be by a Holy Ghost, move people, inspire, strategize people by God.
1: A picket sign never, am I saying that right? Sounds funny. <laughs> Has never changed anybody
0: in America. But you've got a Holy Ghost people being infused by the power of the Holy Ghost. And you'll get the goodness of God in the inside of them. It doesn't matter how wicked this world gets. you get the goodness of God on the inside of them. Because it is the goodness of God that brings repentance. And Paul is reminding them you were dead and your trespasses and sins. Not only were you missing the mark, but you were going down in a downward spiral. People are fascinated by the dead these days. There's so many shows. There's so many fundraisers. Down here at Landreth Park, once a year, people gather together to have zombie night. And they have zombie days. And they got skating. You can can go down to the skating ring on certain days, Sister Kathy. And (laughs) Sister Kathy likes to skate. And you could go down there to the skater ring, Sister Kathy, and dress like a zombie. And and, and we're so fascinated with zombies and, and their shows on zombies and 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 but but Paul is telling the Ephesians, he said, You were just to kind of break it down to our terms that Paul is. Is, is is telling the Ephesians, you were like zombies. There was something inside of you, but it wasn't the Holy Ghost. It was the spirit of this world that was taking you and, and infusing you, walking away from the true, true light and the true life. You were dead in your trespasses.
1: Wow. Missing the mark. Falling. Falling aside when one should have stood
0: upright, falling aside when one should have stood upright. Here, the idea uh, of the of of what Paul is trying to say is that uh, 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 that, that that these people were being infused or 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 uh, were being governed by the by the culture and the nature. And he said, "You were once like that. Don't point the finger at them because that's what you
1: were." Oh, I'm going somewhere now. You know, I've been, I've been pulled over 30-something times. I lost count at 30. Pulled over because of my skin. For crazy stuff. For crazy. I've, I've come home, told Christy, I said, gosh dang it, I got pulled over again. She goes, why? He said, I crossed the line, that yellow line. One time I was over there at Wet City. <laughs> I, I went in there to buy a soda, and I seen that police officer looking at me, and I, I you know, I looked at him. I guess I didn't smile hard, and I should have smiled. And and and, and, and so I, I go to Web City, and I, I'm, I'm working over there, and the guy's, I, I didn't even know he was behind me. I didn't know he was behind me. And so I see the lights, and, and I'm like, whoa. Oh. So I turn around and, and uh, open my door, and I'm like, can I help you? And I said, yeah. He said, where are you going? I said, I work here. He said, I've been working here for a couple of years. He said, well, uh, you know why I pulled you over? He said, no. He said, you look suspicious. <laughs> Listen to my heart. Out of those 30 times, never. I told pastor this the other day. Never have I ever wanted to take a gun and kill an officer. Never. Never. Never have I ever
0: wanted to start a Mexican war against cops. Brown lives matter. I'm not downing anything. I'm just speaking out of my heart. Never have I ever wanted to go marching around and say brown life matter. Listen, church, listen to my heart. You know why? Because death is not in me. Life is in me. And when life is in you, it doesn't matter what happens to you. You give out life. You give out life. You give out life. Don't you think that Jesus wanted to take matters into his own hands when they told him that John the Baptist had been beheaded? Do you know what the second thing that Jesus did right after reading in the book of Mark right after they told Jesus' disciples that John, his his cousin had been beheaded. You know what Jesus does? He goes away, then he preaches and then he feeds the 5,000. He's giving life for some people. Jesus is going out of his way. He comforts his disciples and then he goes out to the desert and preaches and feeds the 5,000. And listen, if God is going to do something in America today, it's not going to be by any type of marching or, or shouting or blasting it on Facebook it's, I'm telling you right now I know it sounds silly but it's gonna have to be a driven church that is driven by the life of God by the life of God the life of God inside of them it is their source so here's Paul he's reminding them he's reminding them and he's saying listen you were dead and your sins you were deluded." You were dead and you were deluded. We're in time past. He walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of this air. Watch it with the spirit that is working in America today. Don't get sucked up by it.
1: It's easy to get sucked up. Trust me, amen. I'll exercise my right to vote. I'm a legal <laughs> I'm a legal citizen. I was born in Portoville, California. I'll exercise my right to vote. But when it comes to make a difference in this world, <laughs> that's gonna be a life <laughs> of God and an in inside of individuals that is feeding that person. Because the only way, the, re- the only reason you want to murder somebody is because death is working on the inside of you. Before we accepted
0: Christ as Savior, in our utter deadness of spiritual things, we, it was evident in our behavior. We walked according to the course. In other words, the spirit of this age held us
1: up in its iron grip. Remember that. Remember when, when, when you wanted to do your own things, but sin was working on the inside of you. That's what Paul is saying.
0: Remember what, what, what was fueling you. Remember what dri- was driving you. He said, you were dead in your trespasses and you were deluded. In other words, something was driving you outside of God. Something was driving you outside of the life of God and it was the deadness of the spirit that is working in this world. And I'm going to tell you, there's a spirit that is coming into this world and if the church doesn't stand up and do something about it,
1: well, Pastor Orlando,
0: (laughs) how about the Antichrist? How about the scriptures that say, in the last days, perilous times will come. I mean, they got to be fulfilled. Can I tell you something? As long as we're still here, there is a spirit that is greater than he that is in the world. That he, come on somebody, there's a spirit that's greater in us. There's a spirit that's working inside of us. There's something inside of us. There's something that we got to say. There's something that we got to do. And I don't know about you, church. We don't have a lot of time. Time is ticking. Time is passing. And there's a lot of things that we're into and we want to get accomplished. And that's fine if there is some things that you want to do. Buy a boat and a house. I'm not trying to preach that thing down. But what I'm saying is that our main concern, our utmost concern, should be that of the God of Jesus Christ and, and you remember and that's what Paul is saying he said in order, in order for these people to stay strong in their faith I got to remind them of their past doesn't take much to remember the past to get you excited about what Jesus has done for you you want to see sister Beth hoop and holler just <laughs> Just call her and say, Come on, Sister Beth. You remember Arkansas? When you were all alone, when the when it was dark and they shut the lights, and, and then not not only was it physical but spiritual. And then what happened, the Holy Ghost came and visit you in the middle of the night, many nights. And you will what? You'll see sister, you'll see Sister Beth start speaking in tongues and say, oh come on. Come on. Why? Because because of what God had done. And this is what Paul, this is what Paul is saying. This is what Paul is saying, and, and I want to be—I want to be clear today. I don't want to be a dum dum here today. That we're are, we are—we are not fighting men in political office. We're not fighting men and women in political office, ladies and gentlemen. What we are fighting here are spirits in the unseen world, and these spirits are falling, malignant, bitterly hostile to man, and they are ruled by the dead prince of the power of the air. This dark lord who roams in the heavenlies is Satan, and he—and—and and is. The the one who brings evil influences upon the world of men and our state of spiritual death was demonstrated by the fact that we walked according to that
1: spirit. We behaved that way, we acted that way.
0: That spirit. Was influencing, and Paul is reminding them. He said, "Listen, that spirit used to work in you. That's why death was reigning in your lives. But now the spirit of life is reigning in you, and you should in no way interfere or interact with what is happening in your time or in your culture." There, as I as I go as I head to Rome, so Paul is reminding them, and he's telling them. He said, "Listen, guys." He said, I want you to remember, I want you to remember what, it was, hap- what, you, what was happening in your lives. I want you to remember that, that you, were, uh, 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 you were gripped by this prince of the power of the air. You weren't free to serve yourself. If you don't serve God, you're so Satan. If you don't serve Satan, you'll serve God. There's only two power entities in this world. You'll either serve one and hate the other, or you'll either love one, and 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 love the other. You you if you ain't chasing after God, you're chasing after the things of the world. And Paul is trying to to make it not only preach and remind him of the past, but to also make a great divide between light
1: and darkness. And he was saying, "You used to be that way." You used to walk in that way, he said, "You were disobedient,
0: the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. This is very interesting here because this word children doesn't say uh, like like some of us you know we, we have adopted children but but this is this is this is not not that word Th- this word here refers that 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 we were children, not of adoption, but children of nature, or in other words. It's what gave us birth. And, and Paul is saying that, that the world and the culture that once was held by them was, was what gave them birth. He says, you were once children of disobedience, and not, not by adoption, but by nature, by spirit, by soul. You were tied to that spirit. You were, you were, you were not only influenced, but, but it, it, you came from it. You came from it,
1: And that's what's happening in the world today. There is a spirit that is in the works of souls and minds and spirits of man. That it can only be dealt by the the richness of God. Ephesians chapter two verse four. Can you put that up there, Ron? Ephesians chapter two verse four. But God, who is rich in mercy, if you got anything tonight, I want you to get this right here. And He loved us so much. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love <laughs> wherewith he loved us. Can you stand all over this building and get this point as they start to sing? Paul's writing to them and he's reminding them of their deadness of sin. And he's telling them, he said, you used to be driven by this Spirit. You, you, you used to be part of that. There was something working on the inside of you that was deadness. Not only were you missing the mark, but, but you were on your way. Far away from God, but not only not only just away, but but far and down. You were lost. You were blind by the spirit of this age. And Paul is writing
0: with his passion, his heart. And then he gets to verse, verse four, and he says, "But God." Who is rich in mercy for his great love.
1: He loved us so much. God's rich mercy. God's great love. He loved us. Has quickened us. In other words, you are alive today.
0: Because he made you alive. Because he took you out of your sin out of your sickness, out of your death, out of your way to hell.
1: There's a hell. Yeah, there is. There's a place. Not meant for
0: humans. Not meant for men, women, boys and girls. There's a place that was meant for Satan and his angels. But but people... Are disobedient, people are not willing to give and surrender their lives to the Lord. This, this is what, what Paul is talking about, and he's trying to captivate everything together, and he he sums it up here. And there, if there's anything tonight that I want to
1: tell you, is this that God is rich and mercy. <laughs> On somebody, I'm. I, I'm not giving you. I, I know. I know. Is that it? No. Uh-uh. I'm building you up. I mean, you've been set free from alcohol. I mean, you've been set free from from pornography.
0: I mean, you've been set free from the sins of the world and everything that holds you down. and come on, have you have you been set free from the lies and how many you been set free from you were on your way to divorce court but God come on somebody, you were on your way to get a divorce, but God showed up, and his goodness showed up, and you're on your way to to commit suicide, but God showed up, you're on your way to end it all, but God showed up you you didn't know what you were about, you didn't even know what life was about, but God showed up. This is
1: what Paul is saying. But God, rich in mercy, he loved us. God is not motivated by the sinner coming to him. God is not motivated by a person becoming
0: nicer. Rather, God is motivated by his own mercy and by his own love. For love of a sinner. In other words, God loved you. Not because of anything that you did, your name or your last name or the money in the bank account. Or because you had a good family, a beautiful wife or a beautiful husband. Or you had it all together. Here it is. But God full in mercy. In other words, God loved you because he was so
1: rich in mercy. That was his motivation. I used to think. I used to think. That God only loved me. When somebody was
0: discouraged. When somebody needed a pep talk. When somebody needed a cheerleader. Call Orlando. Because if there's anybody that can get anybody fired up. For the things of God. It's Orlando. Call him. You talk about. I, I used to feel like, you know how some people, you know, we say, well, God, they, they use God as a spare tire. I thought God used me
1: as a spare tire. I thought he only called on me when somebody was feeling down. When somebody had hit that wall. Ask my wife. <laughs> I thought thought God only loved me when when somebody was about to commit suicide.
0: I thought only God loved me when when somebody was going to quit the church because Brother Phil, anybody can get excited about the church or get someone excited, it's Orlando.
1: But little did I know (laughs) that God loved me just for who I was.
0: Just for who I was. I hadn't done anything. I hadn't performed anything. I hadn't accomplished anything. God loved me because I'm Orlando. He made me. He created me. He knew me before I was in my mother's womb. And there's nothing that you can do. And there's nothing that you can say or accomplish or do for God. But he loves you, and there's anything that's going to change America here today. I'm telling you, it is the fullness of God, the richness of God. It is his mercy and his grace and church. we got to get back to that. we got to get back to the love. we got to get back to what brought us to the altar. Don't forget what brought you to the altar. Don't forget the day that they invited you and the preacher was preaching and your heart was motivated and there was something on the inside of you that was moving you. And you knew that it was God calling you. That's what Paul was telling the Ephesians.
1: Can we pray for our church? Can we pray for our church, Father, in the name of Jesus? We pray for our church.
0: God, the next move of God is not going to be a program. The next move of God is not going to be a campaign. God, the next move of God is not going to be in a in a system. God, the next move of God is not going to be an individual, but individuals. God, the next move of God is going to be in a corporate body. God, the next move of God is going to be of the people that are passionate. God, the next move of God are going to be upon people that are fired up, that are, that are so set on the things of God, so set of what God has for them, so sad, and they know where they come from and they know where they're going. People know Father, that you love them, not because of what they've done, who they are, but God, you love them and
1: they know it.
0: I pray right now in the name of Jesus. I pray against this spirit, God, that would try to attack the church, attack the preachers, and attack, Father, your holy people. The spirit of the age that is working even now in the sons of disobedience, Lord and they will attack the church, and they will rise against the church, and they will speak ugly things against the church. But God, we, your church, are standing together in love. And Lord, instead of hate, we're going to love. And instead of doing bad things, we're going to do good things. And instead of a uh, cuss and murmur and complain, Lord, we're going to praise you, worship you, and magnify you. And God, we're going to take back the cities, and we're going to take back the city council, and we're going to take back homes and children and young men and young women. We're going to take it back, Father, because we know that a life greater is working inside of us, greater than the lives and the lives that is out there in the world so I come against the spirit of death in the name of Jesus and Lord we pray that you would just illuminate us God with life and you would would exalt us with life mighty God in our city in our town everywhere we're at give us an awareness Lord turn on the lights mighty God let us see those in darkness let us see those that need to be set free let us see those that need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ
1: in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You never know. You never know. You never know, but I beg you, church, don't get sucked up by a spirit
0: that is in our politics. Don't get sucked up by the spirit that is working in our world. Don't get sucked up into those things. Let us remain the church. Let us remain Holy Ghost filled. Let us remain fueled by the power and the love of God. Let us stay vibrant.
1: In the things of God. Amen.